0: I don't know where our intro has gone.
1: <laughs>
0: but everybody stand by because it's time for Conscious Parenting with Sandra Jones-Keller. Let's bring Sandra on to reintroduce herself, the family, and the show for today. Welcome back. Thank you so much, Nicole. We're happy to be back. Happy New Year. This is an exciting new year with new energies, and it's the perfect way to start with a... Conscious Parenting Show, Talk Blame versus Three
2: forty Yep.
0: So my name is Sandra Jones Keller, and I'm a spiritual energy healer, reader, conscious parenting coach, and author. Joining me today are my husband, Thomas. Say uh, hello. Hello. And our 18-year-old daughter, Mecca. Hi. <laughs> so we're broadcasting live on News for the Soul Radio. Email your questions to ontheair at telus.net or call in to 646-595-4274. Maybe you have questions about discipline or bedtime or tantrums. Whatever's on your mind, we'll do our best to answer it. Yes, we think, will.
2: Huh? I think we will. We're <laughs> going to have fun. We're going to be profound. It's going to be a life-changing oh, 55 on. minutes.
0: That's a lot of promises. Uh, My promise is that we are just a contribution to our audience.
2: I stand I stand what I said with what I said.
0: All right, so today we are going to be discussing lesson 13, blame versus responsibility. Lesson from
2: 13 from where?
0: 21 Lessons to Empower the New Age Kid Workbook. So, if you have the book, follow along, and if you don't have this awesome family resource, you can purchase it on Amazon. That's 21 Lessons to Empower the New Age Kid. And I love this workbook because it's easy to use and it teaches your kids life skills that extend way beyond the classroom. So, okay, so let's just break it down. So, Thomas, what is blame and what is responsibility? Well,
2: definition of blame means to accuse or find fault with someone or something. To point the finger at someone or something else away from yourself And place responsibility for an error or wrongdoing. Oh, now see, I know you never ever do that. I'm not. Responsibility (laughs) means responsibility means to be accountable for something, to act on your own, make decisions, or to stand up for something or someone in a positive
0: way. Okay, so we talked about blame. We talked about responsibility. Which is a more powerful position, and why?
2: Are you asking me? Yeah. Well, I tell you which one's a power, completely powerless position, and that would be blame. Why is that? Because, first off, to blame someone, you have to hold yourself as a victim, and a victim is never a powerful position to be in to begin with. It's a tough starting point.
0: Okay, so what do you mean you have to hold yourself as a victim? So does that mean if someone cuts you off in traffic or says something mean to you? They cut me off in traffic. Okay.
2: I'm a victim of that person cutting me off in traffic.
0: All right. Or they
2: bully me. I'm a victim of being bullied.
0: Okay. So then how does being responsible for that change your position?
2: Well, in Conscious Parenting, which is uh, the name of this show, we know that each and every one of us is completely responsible for our own lives. And I know that might be harder but that's the way we're going to open this show because it is only hold ourselves accountable for everything that occurs in our lives can we be powerful enough to change that, to transform it.
0: Okay, so I hear that. So for me, the energy of blame is just a lower vibration. So blaming can leave you feeling powerless, and you have no control when you blame, and you lose the ability to change a situation. So if you're pointing the finger at someone else or something else, then you're saying that's outside of me. I have no power to control it. And so that's why I love talking about it because when I'm being responsible, just energetically, it's a higher vibration. I feel stronger. I My words are stronger. They're more clear. They're concise. And I have control and power. And it, the the energy of leadership is responsibility. You know, the real movers and shakers are ultimately those that are responsible. Mm -hmm. So would you rather be around someone who blames or someone who's responsible? And how do you feel, who do you feel you can trust more and why?
2: Well, I definitely feel Mm -hmm. I can trust the person who is taking responsibility 100% more. Because blaming somebody else for something that I'm in blaming someone else for something that happens to me as a conscious parent is very different than as just a parent.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: If you can hear these words on this radio show, you are ready and willing and able to be a conscious parent, which means we take responsibility that if for everything that comes into our life because as a conscious parent, we are powerful. And we create all the feedback, all the things that come into our life, all the mirroring that our children reflect to us, our spouse reflects to us, our loved ones, our friends, our family. They're all a reflection of our own consciousness. And that's where the responsibility comes, only by taking that.
0: You know, and a lot of parents are afraid of making mistakes or afraid of being thought of as wrong. But really, the game of life, it's not about being perfect or not making mistakes. It's about m- making corrections when you find you're off track. And it's only when you're accountable for your own actions that you have the power to make adjustments and create a different outcome. I said that. And I'm saying it again. I'm reiterating <laughs> it. So you can't affect positive change from a position of blame. But you actually use more words than I did this time. Did I? Usually I'm the one that's more wordy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we're broadcasting live on news for the soul radio.
2: do send your questions email them in and uh mecca,
1: how can they reach us? They can email mecca. their questions i I'm talking you can email you can email your questions on on the air at telus.net dot net or call in at six four six five nine five four two seven four
2: We're going to have some fun tonight We like to keep this Conscious Parenting Hour fun Because it also can get Very profound and Painful in a way pretty quickly So we balance that out With the fun because to transform My own life I own up to Some ugly things That were being projected out By consciousness and reflected back to And they're painful initially, but ultimately I transformed them and that made for a much richer, fuller, more energetic
0: life. Oh my God, you sound so wise. Yes, I love thank that. You, thank okay, you. so now let's talk about what happened earlier this week. What happened? When you completely and totally blamed me for interrupting your football game when you never oh, yes. said that, that you were that you were busy. That only so, happened
2: so we'd have something to talk about on this show tonight.
0: So I asked him to come upstairs.
1: We fill out, uh,
2: she, call, she called me from upstairs without looking down to see if I was. Oh, please. Like, really?
1: How many now, times have you, like, just asked
0: ahead. me? What anyway, happened? Just so, sketch it out. So I asked you to come upstairs and help me. So now let me preface this by saying you're oftentimes watching a football game and not watching a football game. So most of the time, you're not even interested in the game, and sometimes you're actually watching the game. So I guess you expected me to know the difference. With that it's saying. like it. Anyway, I'm talking now. <laughs> I'm talking. Mecca like said, she was talking. Now I'm talking. So I asked you to come upstairs and help me with something. You never said that I'm actually watching the game, but you waited until we finished and then blasted me for interrupting your game and then said I needed to be more responsible because it was my fault and I should have asked you. And I... You never, ever, ever said that, you know what, I'm in the middle of something, I'll be done in a half hour, or let me let me finish it. You never said anything. So Mr. Wise Thomas Keller. <laughs> <laughs> that is,
2: I, I just wanted to have for this conversation. Yeah, right. That's the perfect example of me being a passive-aggressive attacker. <laughs> and I handled it masterfully. I oh think I fulfilled God. that role. It doesn't even matter. We've been doing this work for 25 years.
0: Yeah, These keep expanding. We've only been together. We've been doing this it. work
2: for 48 years. <laughs>
0: it feels like a hundred.
2: <laughs> and I still have things that I do such as that. And after it all happened and she got mad at me and then I got mad at her and then we worked it out, I owned up to it once I sat back and saw it and the game was Anyway, this
0: is hours later. Yeah, I,
2: just hours. It used to be days. <laughs> That's true. So, yes, it's not about being perfect. It's about getting out there in the game of life and making a few messes with other people.
0: Okay, and so we talk about blame versus responsibility. And that was that was perfect because – you immediately went to blame and saw no personal responsibility whatsoever in the situation. And then not only that... I thought that, you made that clear. to oh, the person. Oh, I'm, I'm like not done. And so then I'm walking down the stairs, and then you make a dig at me and then blame me for being upset about it.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: like you were just really on a roll.
2: I was on a roll. What can I say?
0: And so... What had you then be able to see that maybe
2: practice, you- practice, practice, practice? Like I said, we've been doing this for about 57 years, and now we, <laughs> now
0: <up> <laughs>
2: we know sooner or later now we catch ourselves and look and reevaluate the, how the whole sequence of events happened, and then most all the well all the time I own up to my part in it, and so that. Does- if she has any part in it, not in this example. But she's perfectly right. I could have simply said before I even went up to help her that I'm busy. I'll see you in half an hour, an hour, or whatever. But you know what? I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I just went out and made a mess, and uh, but I cleaned it up. And that's the point of participating in a game of love and life is to Make messes, get feedback on yourself, and be able to transform that within yourself, but also to apologize and clean it up
0: and so parents, you know, I know a lot of you are maybe new to the conscious parenting journey. some of you um, have been doing it for a while
1: the point is
0: it's not about being perfect because we're having this human experience we're raising the kids to be you know, magnificent contributions to society, and then we make messes. And you clean it up. You apologize. You own up to it. And what makes it even worse is when we as parents, and you know, have we ever, ever blamed Mecca for anything? Mecca, have we ever blamed you for anything that wasn't uh, on you?
1: Probably. Oh,
0: probably. probably.
2: Yeah, that's a very female thing for you it's to say. Was that a lead to
1: <laughs> the thing? I didn't realize that was a lead-in. Yeah. So yeah. That was a lead-in. Definitely.
0: Okay. So what happened? Well, it was... And this story
2: was... is not about me, is it? Yeah, you're, you're part, yeah.
1: You're in it. Go yeah. ahead. Well, are you going to let me talk? Are you going to keep on thing? Or... <laughs> it was... She's really on that today. <laughs> Go ahead, sweetie. A We're years. listening. I'm going. It was a few years ago. I don't remember how many you know. And Mm we were at a roller rink for my Girl Scout Club because it was a little celebration. And personally, I thought I had everything I needed because I had a snack, and I think I had money, and I had socks because roller rink. But then you guys were like, where's your phone? And I was like, in the car but it doesn't have any like cellular access because it was like a tiny little phone at the time and then I went on a whole like two-hour thing about daddy on the phone trying to get my phone access and then you were lecturing me about the be, quote-unquote being unprepared and I actually like, it it, hold on. It all started because I
0: wanted to give you money that you did not ask for. Okay. And then I got mad because you didn't have any place to put it.
1: Yeah. So like I was wearing leggings. So I didn't have socks, but I had a snack and I had socks. So in my mind, I was all set up. But then you didn't think I was prepared because I didn't have what you deemed the things to be prepared for. And instead of you know roller skating. I'd stand there while waiting for you to work out all your stuff. I was missing my my fun times, my little group, and eventually it got resolved, but it took a very long time, and I missed out can- on quality fun time.
0: It took way longer than necessary, and so that was, and that's actually a story in Tips and Trips of Parenting a New Age Kid. It's one of my, it's my most recent book, and it's called I Accused Her of Being Unprepared, and it was a an example of totally blaming her for something that it, I wanted, and at the time I didn't see that, and then you blamed her for the phone, so. It was one it was like some old phone, and we had to actually add minutes to it, so she didn't have a plan. And we hadn't added minutes, so it was completely out of minutes to call. So you spent, I don't know, at least 20 or 30 minutes adding minutes to a phone that we then found out they had given her number away. So it was a mess, and we made a mess. And so it wasn't until we left the rink, and actually started talking and looking at what happened, that we realized that we blamed her for something that wasn't her fault or that she didn't even ask for. And so we did what we talked about. We apologized, we cleaned it up, and, you know, we vowed to do better. And that's really, you know, parents can do because things happen and, Sometimes you catch it and sometimes you don't. Okay? I've got question? It.
2: This is Sandy in California. I just found your show for the first time today. I love the energy. You all seem so authentic and inviting. We are. My question <laughs> is, when is it too late to start conscious parenting? I have all ages of some grown, and I was far from the perfect mom along the way. That's it. I was far from the perfect mom along the way.
0: When, is it ever too late to start conscious parenting, Sandra? Absolutely not. You start right here and right now, and it's never too late. And the more you get into this work, and we've talked, Sandy, we've talked about mirroring and forgiveness, and we'll probably weave that in, but we have, you can go back. This is our 24th show, our 21st show. So you can go back and listen to the other shows because we talk about a variety of topics start where you are and in the decision to one listen to this show and two to think about conscious parenting you've already begun to make a paradigm shift
2: absolutely if you can write that question you're already Mm -hmm. in the game of conscious parenting and you may have adult children And if I had adult children and I wanted to be conscious parenting, I personally would not talk about it so much to the kids or adult kids. I would just start doing it on my own and watch the transformation in myself because your adult kids will look at you and they'll notice that you're changing for the better Mm -hmm. and they won't even know why. So they may just ask you, what's going on? What are you up to? What are you doing?
0: And eventually I think what would probably happen is as you begin to see how maybe unconscious you were or some of the things that may have happened you just clean it up. Oh. It's like you, you know, you say, well, you know, I see I you know I I didn't know better at the time. I would have, you know, I was doing the best I could and I see where, you know, this could have left you feeling or experiencing and I'm sorry. And you apologize.
2: Absolutely because uh, Sandy, I wanna just give you this little tip. Do your very best to not let guilt run your oh life. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I did I'm my daughter's seventh 18. eighteen now and I did things when she was two, five, six years old that I would never do today. Being harsh verbally and I was a different person and we're all different people a year, two years, a decade ago. So we the, the biggest hang up in transformation is holding guilt. So if we can let go of guilt and bypass it, just give it up for a little while, we can transform so much. It's absolutely remarkable.
0: Yeah, so it's just like, uh, think of it like a diet. Is it too late to want better health? Absolutely not. So you start where you are and with conscious parenting. You start where you are and you will be amazed at the transformation that you can create, not only in yourself, but with your family. Because the energy of 2024, it's fast, it's about prosperity and manifestation and creativity. And so there's a shorter gap between our thoughts and our beliefs and what we're manifesting. So this is the perfect time for you to find our show. Thank you very much. And really start practicing Conscious parenting, and conscious parenting is not just about the relationship between you and your kids. Conscious parenting is you parenting your own inner child. You know, many of us did not have, did not, were not raised by conscious parents. They were doing the best that they could. So we've got wounds as adults, and our inner child needs, Conscious parenting needs healing, forgiveness, needs love. And as you do that with yourself, it automatically translates into being more conscious as a parent.
2: Because I I would say even, I would say the conscious parenting is hardly about our children. Mm -hmm. Conscious parenting is used to think about our children, but ultimately it's transforming ourselves from the inside out and Oftentimes, nothing ever has to be said to the child who might be bringing home a problem of bullying or lying or skipping class or whatever. We might think it's that mm-hmm. child, but when we do this conscious parenting work, we realize it's actually within our own consciousness. We transform that, the energy changes, and the child changes mm-hmm. without a word ever being spoken to them.
0: Oh, wait. I'm, this is a – I'm not done yet. Um And so also when you talk about conscious parenting, and I talked about the inner child. So if we don't pay attention to nurture and heal our inner child, then we are parenting from guilt or from blame or from whatever happened to us where we said, I will never do that to my kids. Or you do that to your kids. And so as you clean up your consciousness, as you clean up your awareness, then everyone wins because you are changing the fabric of your family dynamics, which then that energy goes out into the world and expands exponentially. And so I love conscious parenting. Thank you so much, Sandy in California. And Olivia in New
2: Zealand. Uh, are there any support groups or manuals for conscious parenting?
0: Bring out a, those two manuals. That is a great question, Olivia. So as a matter of fact, I have two books. One is called Tips and Trips of Parenting a New Age Kid, and it is a series of essays about how we've raised our daughter over 15 years. And this was truly a family labor of love because Thomas has One story, Mecca wrote five stories in the book, and then Thomas did all original illustrations for me. So there's like 15 original illustrations that are amazing in this book. And so it's a great family resource because it goes from zero to 15 years. It's got pictures and it's got illustrations so that you can use it with younger kids and older kids. Like even if they don't understand the whole story, they can look at the pictures and you can have conversations. They also have another book called 21 Lessons to Empower the New Age Kid. Which, and
2: where do they find these just to begin? Uh,
0: these are on Amazon. Okay. And
2: 21 Lessons to Empower the New and Age Kid. They're
0: literally 21 lessons, and we uh, went over lesson 13, Blame versus Responsibility, and it's about teaching your kids to have agency over their lives. It's very powerful. And in terms of support groups, I am thinking of starting a conscious parenting circle. So I would love, you know, feedback from you conscious parents out there. You can reach me through my website, SandraJonesKeller.com, SandraJonesKeller.com. And I've been thinking about starting a conscious parenting circle. So let me know if you're interested and we can actually – Get that going.
2: Do you think it's a little bit suspicious that I wrote wrote one story in the <laughs> book and it just happens to make me look really good? Well, what do you mean suspicious? <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, what, do you, what do you mean by that? Because I have many stories where I did uh, not look I, really good. Yeah, but you look damn good in that one. I know it's. I think it, it What is it called? It's called the um the the something in the Buddha. What is it called? The demon in the Buddha. No, oh God. The Exorcist in the Booth. The Exorcist in the Booth. And it's about um, our daughter throwing a tantrum and how masterfully he handled it. Like every time I read the story, I get tears in my eyes. But, yeah, you look real good in that story. <laughs> All my writing skills get after that. <laughs>
1: and, Mecca, how can they reach us? You can email your questions to air at telus.net or call in to 646-595-4274. So, we're
2: here. Uh, you used the word agency. Is agency and responsibility the same? Oh,
0: you agency and responsibility.
2: What does agency mean to you?
0: But to me, agency means an ability to create the life that I want. So for me, they're a little different. Like, when I think of a child having agency over their life, it's about them recognizing that their thoughts and beliefs, what they're saying, what they're doing, is creating the life that they're living. And even if they're in a situation where it's not a great home life, it's not a great school life, like, once you start learning school, once you learn the law of mentalism that everything begins with a thought. And so you start showing discipline in your thinking. You start being like a, a scientist and looking at your life in terms of, okay, this is what I'm experiencing or this is what happened. So start backtracking. Like, who was I being? This is happening to you. And so, we'll, so yes and no, they overlap. And then when I think of being responsible – to me, it's like if I if something is going on like the example we used earlier where you weren't being responsible for speaking. And so there's definitely an overlap. You look confused. Say something.
2: No, I'm not. I'm just wondering if it's a little suspicious that the only story enough up tonight is the one where I look really bad. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm not responsible for my well, own. Well, because self. it was called blame
0: versus responsibility.
2: <laughs> it's supposed to be a joke, not the title. But okay,
0: so you can talk about somebody with responsible then.
2: No, I know I'm responsible many times. Well, whenever,
0: you are, whenever you're in the wrong, I'm responsible,
2: <laughs> and vice versa.
0: <laughs> and so when we talk about blame versus responsibility in our parenting, mm-hmm. um. Like we gave an example of when we had an expectation of parents and it was completely made up. Like in that example, talking I de- about
2: these roller, rinks.
0: Talking about the roller Like I decided I thought she should have money. Right. And so as you listen to these stories, parents, I want you to place yourself inside of the story because maybe you haven't been to a roller rink. But maybe there's something else where, you know, you clearly blamed your kid. I mean, I can think of a couple other stories. We were um... – I look bad in them? No, it's about me. Okay. It's not always about you. <laughs> God. Let go of the guilt. Uh, I have another story uh, in the Tips and Trips book, and it's called uh, – but the jackets are on sale. Mm-hmm. And so we were living in Atlanta, and Mecca needed a new jacket. And we lived in the suburbs. So we lived about a 30-minute drive from where there's a mall that we really like to go to. Mm-hmm. So I said, oh, hey, Mecca, Macy's is having a sale on these jackets. Do you, you know, let's go You know, let's go get your new jacket. She very clearly said, I don't need a new jacket. I need boots. And I said, oh, but the jackets are on sale. And we can go and have lunch in the jacket. And she said, oh, whatever. So we get to the store. We get to Macy's. And we go, I think it was, yeah, it was downstairs. So they have a beautiful um, girls department at the time. They had all these, da- I and mean, these are like $100 jackets. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had skiing jackets and all sorts of jackets. So I'm picking out these jackets. And I turn around, and I'm like, she's over in the toy department looking at something. And I said, well, you know, what do you think of this? He's like, yeah, it's all right. So I'm getting pissed mm-hmm. because I came here, darn it, to buy jackets, and she's not showing interest. And so then I find, like, three jackets, and I'm like, well, try these on. And she tries them She's and like, yeah, I don't like any of them. And you know how, like, kids can do that. Ugh, I don't like any of them. So I get pissed, and so I think I'm going to be dramatic. And I said, well, if you're not interested, then we can just go. And she goes, Okay. So that didn't work. She wasn't interested, <laughs> she wasn't interested. in the beginning. No, she, Well, okay, but I was running my own agenda. Right. And so I'm blaming her for not being interested in the jacket when she told me like two hours before that that she didn't want a jacket and she wanted boots. But I'm the mom and I'm like, you know, I know what's best. Mhm. And so after I do my big dramatic thing that does have, doesn't have any impact on her, we're walking up the escalator, dawned on me, and I said, oh, you said you didn't want a jacket. She's like, nope. I'm like, okay, let's go get you some boots. And so that was another example where I had an agenda. There was something that I thought she needed or that I wanted to get her that she told me that she didn't want. So I was pushing my agenda on her. And then I was getting mad at her for not following my agenda. Mm-hmm. So I was being totally irresponsible
1: mm-hmm.
0: in that situation. And, you know, the kids that I'm talking to, like my audience, I call them New Age kids. And there's those kids that are highly you know, very connected and they're very clear about what they want. And so when, as a parent, like to override her, it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have another question. Go ahead.
2: This is from Linda in Boston.
0: So, okay. so
2: what is that? Him? So, um, you so received so. a disciplinary letter from your hero in school requesting a family meeting regarding that son's behavior at school property damage. What is the conscious parents response to one, the school before the meeting and during the meeting? And two, our son both immediate as well as during the meeting and afterwards as well.
0: Ooh, great question. So when you I received a uh, disciplinary from my twelve year old son's school requesting a family meeting regarding that son's behavior at my school. Yep. Well, it's time to talk about mirroring? So what is the conscious parents response? Okay, well, you seem to have an answer. Go ahead.
2: Okay. Mirroring is plain in the simplest form. We are sentient beings, each and every one of us. We create our entire reality with our thoughts, and then our thoughts are projected out into this physical world and to these people, and they reflect our thoughts back to us. And some of these thoughts we like, some of the many of these thoughts we're indifferent to, And some of these thoughts actually irritate or disturb us. So we use mirroring as a way to transform those thoughts that disturb us by transforming the energy of that consciousness within ourselves. So if I were to have a child who has done some property damage, I would first have to look into my own consciousness, ask myself, where am i damaging property or where I, am i damaging other people's things or damaging other people where am i creating damage
0: mm-hmm. with my
2: thoughts and it doesn't have to be out in the physical world you can just be hating people in your own mind you can be gossiping or undermining other people where am i damaging oh
0: i like that where am i damaging the
2: energy is just damaging mm-hmm. in ourselves so it doesn't have to be the same Mirror, but it's the seed of it. That's what we're looking for. Where am I thinking damaging thoughts? Where am I maybe doing damaging behaviors? Because bottom line is, the hard truth is, that's what your son is reflecting to you.
0: What damaging thoughts and behaviors? Yes. So yeah. if I mm, okay
2: I'll say something then.
0: So. I'm not disputing what you're saying, but I'm going to bring a more holistic motherly approach. Okay, I can't that. do that. Um, and so what I would do first, and this is what I, you know, do whenever there is an issue, I look to see, and it's, it's sort of what you're saying, but a little different. I look to see, like, what's going on in the house? Um, has there been a disruption in the house? A divorce, parents fighting, sickness, child—you know, like what's going in the house? What's going on in the house that could be disrupting the flow? So I would—I that's kind of where I start, and then I look at what's going on with me. So it's, it's what you're saying, mm-hmm. but maybe just a little different. But you know, you're the man, and I'm a woman, so yep. we have different. Yeah, it's nicer. It sounds good. Um, and then I look at what's going on with me that this is showing up in my space. So you're talking about, you know, damage, but you know, I'm taking it like gently maybe. Yeah. Like, okay, what's going and I'll give you I'll give you an example. Um there one Christmas my daughter who loves she was like eight who absolutely loved to give me Christmas presents and stuff at the time, gave my husband two presents and didn't give me one. And I was pissed off, but I didn't say anything.
2: You were hurt. Oh,
0: I, yeah, I was hurt. I was so hurt. I went into, I went into the bathroom and cried. I was mm. hurt. Um, and I looked at the situation, and I was like, well, of I was just hurt. Like, wow, I'm the one that does X, Y, and Z. I went through the whole list of stuff that I do. And then couldn't and then I was outraged that because of all the stuff that I do that she like gave you two gave you two presents and didn't give me one. So it was like a real like the point slap in the very face. Clear. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm giving him two, I'm not giving him anything. <laughs> and so I didn't want to ruin the day, but I did want to get to the bottom of it. And so I set the intention. I'm like, what could have happened that had her not make a present for me or give me a present. And I think it literally took like two or three days for me to get the answer because I was so hurt. And then the answer dropped in that I had like a few months before that given back a present that she had given me. Like it was like a little doll or something, and I thought I was being generous by giving it back because I didn't want to, I was cleaning up or something. And I thought it would be nice for her to have it back. But when I gave it to her, she gave me a weird look. She didn't say anything. She was like eight. And so when I remembered that, I remembered the energy and the exchange of what happened. And so I had to get clear in myself of how I contributed to her not giving me a present because it would have been easy to just be mad and then to blame her or make her quote-unquote wrong for not giving me a present. But because I am committed to this work, I stepped back to see how I could have possibly created this situation. And so what I got to was I had hurt her feelings, and I had made her feel like what she had given me was unappreciated. And so I showed her, like, a a package of stuff that I had saved. I apologized, and I, you know, vowed to be more conscious and be more awake next time. So Linda in Boston, I know that was a, a long example, but that's where I start. It's like looking at what's going on and then asking the universe for clarity. Like why is this showing up and what is my lesson in this? Like what am I to see or learn or do from this? And then from there I have my conversation.
2: Yes, what, what, is,
0: what have I been
2: doing that created mm-hmm. this on the outside yeah. that looks like this to mm-hmm. me? So she didn't give you a present because you gave her back a present.
0: Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. she felt unappreciated. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so, Linda, so your first question was, what's the conscious parent's response to the school before the meeting and during the meeting? So I would do your mirroring work, as Thomas just explained, look and see what's going on in the house, what's going on with you, what's going on with your partner or the dad or the mom or, who, or a sibling because maybe there's another sibling that's acting out in the house and, you know, this is your son's response to that. So it could be a lot of different things. So I would get in tune and get answers that way and then just, you know, have a conversation with your son and then ask for clarity and guidance before you go into the meeting and get clear on, you know, what you see the problem is and then go from there. Because if you're only responding to the property damage, that's a a physical side effect of something that's going on inside. Right. And so you want to try to to get to what is going on inside that manifested property damage. That goes back to what you were saying, Thomas, in terms of the damaging thoughts, so my I use more words this time, a lot. but yeah, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really about having people understand that you want to do your inner work first because the outer stuff is simply um, an out picturing of something that's going on inside.
2: And I've just put uh, one more caveat to mm-hmm. it: if it were me that were going to this meeting before this meeting. Before this meeting, I would do as Sandra was saying, look inside and see where am I thinking damaging thoughts or creating damage with my thoughts. And I would uh, take full responsibility for it, mm-hmm. which is what this topic is, blame and responsibility at tonight's hour. I walk into that school school meeting and not blaming my son, but saying, you know, there's some things that have been going on in me, and I'm cleaning them up, and I'm, I've gotten to the bottom of this, and I'm sure it won't happen again. Because as you transform, your son's going to transform without any pressure on him. And maybe it's not just you. Maybe there's a spousal thing going on. Or or maybe there's something going on at school, though. Maybe and,
0: there's something going on with the class, in the classroom or the teacher. But she, she
2: has. has no power in that situation.
0: Right, but... I'm talking about. Okay, go ahead. I'll will let you finish
2: and then go ahead. Yeah, just keep keep it very clear. I would go in taking full responsibility as a parent and assuring the school that this won't happen again.
0: Okay. So okay. Yes, I agree with that. But I just also was thinking, like, is there something going on in the classroom? Is a kid being bullied? Is there something that is impacting your son? that maybe he's mentioned or maybe he hasn't mentioned. And this is his response to getting attention or getting this situation handled, maybe in a weird sort of way. But, you know, it's like, well, when you ask the universe for clarity, then the right questions come to you to start asking.
2: Yeah, I just want to keep it very clear and si- kind of simplified for this example.
0: Okay, and so then your the second part of the question was the conscious parenting response to your son immediate and during the meeting and afterwards. So I think what we were really talking about is as you do your work and you get clear, then that guides you on the conversation to have with your son. If I had had a conversation with my daughter, prior to me knowing why she didn't give me a present, it would have been a mess. And so this is where you use your intuition. You, like, ask for support from the universe so that you can start getting pictures or feelings of what may be the problem, and then you speak from that. And my our daughter isn't very talkative, and so, like, even when she was eight, when I said that, do you feel like I don't appreciate what you give, gave me? And she started crying. I knew that I had nailed it. And so you know your son better than anyone, so you want to work from the inside out.
2: And I'll just say one more thing, Linda in Boston. Thank you for this question because it's given us an opportunity to speak very seriously. When I was a child, I had something similar happen to me where they called in my parents, and I don't remember what grade it was for damaging school property, albeit very minor. But anyhow, I did. I did. I didn't even know what I was doing. I was so young. But I was just venting anger. And my parents didn't know any conscious parenting. I didn't know anything about it myself. But now that I look back on it, I grew up in a very angry family. And that would damaging school property would be an outpitcher of anger. And so it may not pertain to you in this situation, but that was my experience of it as a young man.
0: And so you said that you didn't know what you were doing, and I would question that. Like, you knew you felt something inside.
1: Yeah, and you mad.
0: And you didn't know how to handle it, mm-hmm. or you didn't know how to get help, mm-hmm. or you didn't feel like people weren't listening. And so that was your answer
2: well I, I tell you what I did. I wrote a bunch of curse words on a uh, a handout paper. Each student had one, and I wrote a bunch of curse words on it
1: mm-hmm.
2: so that's what i did and uh, that's that's all i know i was a, It was a very frustrating, angry mm-hmm. family, and mm-hmm. conscious parenting wasn't even on the.
0: I know, I get it. Conscious Parenting wasn't on the table. You know, my parents parented the way their parents parented the way their parents parented. And, you know, and it goes on for generations until someone says, like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Or why are we doing it that way? And that's what this show is about. It's about offering other alternatives to the way that we have been parented. So thank you, Linda, in Boston.
2: And let me just say, are a blessing to your family that you actually wrote that quote, and that you're thinking about that there more be, might be more to it that appears on the surface. So thank you for being
0: here. I'd love to, you know, we're here the second Friday of each month. So Linda, I would love to get some feedback next month on how this all unfolded and, right. you know, and what, what happened, what work that you did. So we've touched a little bit on forgiveness work. And so you got to do mirroring so I get to talk about forgiveness. Okay. Go. And so they go hand in hand. So we see something show up in our life. So he's already talked about mirror. There's something I'm thinking, feeling, doing, I project world and then it comes back at me like someone being rude, mean, whatever. So then what do you do with that? So then the next piece for me is forgiveness. All forgiveness is self-forgiveness. I'm forgiving that inner child in me that's hurt, that inner child that doesn't know how to express or share or get the help that I need. And so I use a process uh, called Pono, which has been brought into modern times by Dr. Hugh Lynn and he's got lots of videos and a book, book on the Internet, so L-E-N, Dr. Len. And it's a four-step process, but it is so powerful. And so when something does show up, like when my daughter did not give me a present, I, did, I immediately started doing my and my forgiveness work. Four simple phrases. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. I'm sorry, please forgive me, I love you, thank you. And you do that to begin to break up and scrub and clean this energy from your consciousness so that you're not magnetizing those things that you don't want into your life. So you've got the mirroring, the projection, and then you do the forgiveness piece, which is so, so powerful to complete that whole process
2: so the self-forgiveness is what will transform that energy within you within me and why we do that is because once we transform that we never experience that same thing or create it again and therefore it frees up the energy that was holding that our life becomes more energetic more healthy more happy more peaceful more loving mm-hmm. that alone is enough reasons to do it
0: absolutely and Olivia and New Zealand had asked if there were any groups of manuals for conscious parents. And, Olivia, I actually have two workshops to support you on your conscious parenting journey. The first one is Passionate Parenting in this New Age, Three Mistakes Even Conscious Parents Make That Create Power Struggle, Stress, and Anxiety and How to Avoid Them. And this virtual workshop is perfect for parents looking to reduce power struggles, stress, and anxiety with their tweens and teens. And with this workshop, you'll learn tools to foster more peace, passion, cooperation, and joy in your parenting experience. And in DIY Mindfulness for Tweens and Teens, students learn practical mindfulness concepts for everyday life. Topics will help them recognize and manage their emotions and teach the power of their thoughts. They'll also gain tools to help them regulate and ease stress and anxiety. And both of these virtual workshops are self-guided, so that you can do them at the time and place that pace that works for you. Go to my work, my oh my gosh, I'm fumbling. Go to my website, sandrajoneskeller.com, to the courses books page to register for these life-changing
2: classes. Absolutely. Great, great stuff. You
0: know, so there there is support. I've got the two books, Tips and Trips of Parenting a New Age Kid and 21 Lessons to Empower the New Age Kid, and I wrote those as a resource, as an alternative resource for parents looking for a different approach to raising these amazing old kids, because you and I noticed that the kids being born today are different than any other generation before, mm-hmm. and so old parenting techniques don't support them and don't support us. Absolutely. And so when we start talking about conscious parenting and creating a partnership and being there to guide and support instead of rule over and dominate our kids, it's Mm -hmm. a very different approach to parenting And we're not talking about permissive parenting or anything like that. We're talking about responsible parenting. We're talking about responsible parenting, and we're talking about doing our own work Mm -hmm. so that we are a conscious being who then parents
2: consciously. Because our children are going to reflect to us, mirror to us, some of the most wonderful things about our consciousness. (laughs) neutral things about our consciousness and some of the lousiest things about our consciousness that we don't want to admit to ourselves. Mm -hmm. But as they do that and we actually make ourselves admit, this this is me reflecting back to me, then we have the opportunity to transform that energy.
0: Absolutely. So and that's exciting. So we've come to the end of our show. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Tom and Mecca, for being here with me today. The Conscious Parenting Show is live this Friday of each month at 6 p.m. Eastern Time here on News for the Soul Radio. Please visit the News for the Soul Radio archives for more enlightening shows and tell all of your friends. Until next time, happy parenting. News for the Soul begins its 27th year in January 2024. Find out our latest news at newsforthesoul.com.